what the biggest mistake I see people make when hiring an ads manager is they go and hire somebody and they have no idea what they're doing themselves when it comes to Mm. setting up ads. And I've had, I can share countless stories with you from people coming to me wanting to learn, you know, the basics of ads saying, I just lost $8,000 over the past three months because I, I hired somebody to run my ads they didn't get me the results I was looking for. I had no idea how to, you know, check and to, you know, look at what they were doing to to kind of question them on anything. So hi, Julie here. And I am really excited for you to hear my guest today, who is Rick Mulready. Not only is Rick someone that I admire and learn from a ton, but he's also a friend. I got to meet him over a year ago from our mutual friend, Amy Porterfield, and was so thankful for that introduction. Uh, Rick and I are now in a mastermind together and have really gotten to support one another over this last year. So some of you may know Rick from his own successful podcast, which is called The Art of Paid Traffic, which I had the honor of being on and sharing some nuggets on. So make sure to check out that episode if you haven't yet with me and Rick. And he's also um, an online marketing strategist. So if you're a small business owner or if you're just a person, right, ready to use Facebook ads to grow your business without the overwhelm of being like, I don't even know where to start because that's how I've always felt about Facebook ads, then Rick is your guy. He really has the number one goal, I think, to help online businesses or online entrepreneurs create consistent leads, income, and freedom in their business in less time. And he does it in a way that makes Facebook ads understandable. All right, we are about to get started, but first I've got to give a shout out to Licky5505 today who said, I really appreciate you helping others. I can see that you are not just doing your podcast for your love or just trying to work your business. You're really trying to help people. So thank you so much. I get so much from listening to this. You're an amazing person. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you get so much value out of this. That's really what our biggest goal here at the Influencer Podcast is, which is to serve you guys up value and to keep bringing amazing guests on, serve them, serve you guys and serve you well with their amazing wisdom, and then have me here to really hold the container and be that support system for that. So thank you for coming back and listening time after time. And thank you all who listen in each week. And if you do, I want to hear from you. So the best way to do that is to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes if you listen to it there or wherever you listen to it and give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. And then if you are someone who loves the gram, because you know that I do, if you are someone who loves the gram, then make sure to tag me at Joel Solomon and our guest at Rick Mulready and hashtag the Influencer Podcast to let us know that you joined in today and let us know what your biggest moment, your biggest takeaway was from today's episode. And then before we get started, I want to remind you guys of our awesome Facebook community. If you are an avid listener of the Influencer Podcast and you are not in that Facebook community yet, what the heck are you doing? Go to that community for daily tips on how to up-level your business, and you can chat with other amazing listeners who are sharing so much advice, so much goodness. They're learning so much. That's where they kind of take the conversation after the episode ends. So you can get that goodness at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Influencer Podcast. 
Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me on, Julie. Of course. And I just had the pleasure and honor of being on your podcast, and that was such a fun conversation. And so I'm so excited to now have you into our world, into our audience, and have them get to know you a little bit more if if they don't know you already. However, if they've if they've ever listened to any podcast with phenomenal Facebook ad wisdom, <laughs> that was probably you on the other end of that microphone. I appreciate that. Yes. Appreciate that. So um let's just yeah, let's dive into it. Um I mean obviously I know who you are and what you do, yep. but share with us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you show up in this online space and serve. Yeah, that's a good. Um, I like how you put that. How I show up in this online space and serve because you know I'm all about leveraging Facebook ads. How do you leverage Facebook ads so that you can have a bigger impact and you can help more people with your business and and thus in the process have a better life yourself, right? And because people tend to put Facebook ads kind of in a silo, and it's just like, okay, I just need to do. I, I need to learn Facebook ads. I need to do Facebook ads as part of the business, but they sort of forget the like the overarching picture the holistic view of where Facebook ads fit into building your business, right? And that's really what I focus on is, is yes, teaching you Facebook ads, how to use Facebook ads to grow your business, but then also that creates a whole bunch of other things too, right? Like, okay, I have all these leads and sales coming in. Like, how do I scale the business from that? And so that's kind of my world. And I've been doing this a long time. I've been I was telling somebody the other day and I said it out loud and it was super weird to hear. I've been in online advertising now for... Uh, over 19 years, so about 19 and a half years. And uh, so I started in the corporate world. I was it was with AOL back in 2000. I call, I call those like the wild west days of the internet. <laughs> AOL. But pretty much everything went. You know, this is back when like there was dial up, or, you know, you heard the squelchy sound when you connected to the internet and disks were being sent out for to connect to AOL and so forth. So I was there during those days. And then I came out here to the West Coast and I spent some time at, at, uh, at Yahoo for a couple of years. I went to another company called Vibrant Media, selling online advertising. I worked for Funny or Die for a year, selling online advertising. And then uh, in 2012, at the end of 2012, I transitioned to, uh, quote unquote, become an online entrepreneur. I wanted to do my own thing. I had no, I say that because I had no idea what I was doing. And it really wasn't until uh, about a year and a half later, January of 2014, when things really started to take off. And I started to you know, create this brand and business around teaching Facebook ads to online entrepreneurs. And so, yeah, so five years in now, we just celebrate our five-year anniversary and we have the podcast, The Art of Paid Traffic, multiple courses, coaching programs, and things are good. And so how did you know which way to pivot or which direction to take when you stepped into this online space? It was like, okay, you had this experience and this education and, and what have you, but then how did you know like how to then transform that into this new world? Yeah, that's a great question. Because it originally was, you know what? I've been doing online advertising, been in online advertising at that time for almost 13 years. And so I said, you know what? I know this world. How could I help somebody? If I had to help somebody tomorrow, what could I do? And in 2010, I'd started asking myself that question because I knew that I kind of wanted to get out of the corporate world. I just didn't know, you know, what that transition was going to look like, what I, what I needed to do in order to get there. 
And so I started asking myself that question and I said, okay, it, it's obviously in the, the digital advertising space, doing something in that space. But, you know, nine years ago, this is when Facebook was starting, you know, it was obviously very, very strong back then, but it was really starting its meteoric rise uh, about nine years ago. And so I kind of dove into Facebook uh, at that time for the reasons of, I saw the opportunity that existed for businesses to advertise and market their businesses. Because when I was at these big brands like AOL and Yahoo, for example, they used to have minimum advertising spends that businesses needed to hit in order to advertise uh, on the platform. And that is because you, know, because you have resources going into it. You know, these companies needed to make sure that it was worth it, if you will, from a time and resource perspective to be devoting resources to these businesses. And for many, many small businesses, that minimum was too high, right? And so Facebook gave these businesses the opportunity to build communities to advertise at a very reasonable rate. And so I saw this and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to dive in and just teach myself what Facebook advertising is all about. And so I ran with that. And then I kind of was like, um, you know what, there's all kinds of other things going on too about social media and all this other stuff. And so I decided to, to get into that, you know, that, that, that being how to use social media from a general perspective for businesses to, to grow. That didn't last very long because I just wasn't into it a whole lot. I started a podcast about it, which, which for all intents and purposes was successful, but it just wasn't creating the business that I wanted, you know? And so then I went back to Facebook ads and really dove in on it. That's when I put all my effort into that one and, and, you know, and this strategy and channel for businesses to grow. And that's when things really took off. So I kind of dove there first, kind of stepped back out and then went back into it again. Mm, okay. So kind of a loaded question and, and we're going to probably have to dive into many layers of this, yeah. but Facebook ads, mm. how has that <laughs> changed over the last, you know, four or five years since you got Holy into this? Cow. Yeah. I mean, when I first started doing it in 2010, they just had the little image on the right-hand column with a couple lines of text. Like that was it. That was all you had. And, you know, everything that you could do with ads at the time was so limited from not only just from the, the type of ad that you could do, but, you know, the targeting capabilities and, and all that stuff. And so, and it was just, you know, just cost per click. Like you just, you were looking at, okay, this is my bid for my CPC. And that was pretty much it. Whereas, you know, over the last nine years, and over, I mean, especially over the last couple of years, man, things have changed so, so much. Everything from, yes, everyone's like, well, are costs going up? Well, yes, costs are going up on the platform because it's more competitive, you know, on, uh, on, the, uh, on the platform, which is normal, right? As, as word gets out as, how, as for how successful Facebook is and right. from an ads perspective, more advertisers are going to come to it. And so the, uh, the costs have gone up, yes, but it is still hands down the most cost-effective and efficient platform for advertising your business online. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I'm a Facebook ads guy. Like, it, you know, that's where, this is where it's at. Well, that's and where the people are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, and then in addition, other changes, you know, Facebook has rolled out different ad, uh, different ad types and things you can do, everything. They, they've put a whole, whole big, uh, big focus on video, Facebook Lives, turning Facebook Lives into video. So they have continued to evolve the platform. And even, especially over the past, I mean, even here in the last six months or so, they're making a lot of changes to the interface. So ads manager. So what, how people go in and set their ads up, they're doing a lot of things to simplify 
that whole process because they understand that it can be you're going in. If you've never done it before, you go in, you're like, holy cow, what am I looking at in order to set this up? And they're really trying to make it as intuitive as possible to attract more advertisers, to attract more businesses to come in and say, okay, you know what? This is something that I can do and it's not overwhelming. And yes, there is a learning curve here, but it's a pretty intuitive process for start to finish to setting up an ad campaign. And they're really, really working hard on doing that. And so for someone who may be listening, because I have a lot of listeners who it's like, they conceptually get all of this, like, yes, Facebook ads are important, da, 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 but they haven't, they haven't ventured into them yet. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's mostly because either they've tried it and then they haven't, they didn't know what they were doing. And so they didn't see results or it's just, it's like a foreign language to them. It gets so over their heads and they can't seem to find a way to um, digest it easy. So do you have any tips or or tactical steps, if you will, for someone who is just starting out diving into Facebook? I mean, my, my, I only have one tip and that would be hire a Facebook ads manager that knows what they're doing. That would be my tip. But for someone who is just still scared to do that, what are some things that they should know? Yeah, and I and I I do wholeheartedly agree with you from an hiring an ad manager perspective. If it's something that you don't want to do, now I will add a caveat to that though. What the biggest mistake I see people make when hiring an ads manager is they go and hire somebody and they have no idea what they're doing themselves when it comes to mm. you know, setting up ads. And I've had I've, I can share countless stories with you from people coming to me wanting to learn you know the basics of ads saying, I just lost $8,000 over the past three months because I, I hired somebody to run my ads. They didn't get me the results I was looking for. I had no idea how to you know, check and to you know, look at what they were doing to, to kind of question them on anything. So for anybody who is considering hiring a Facebook ads manager, again, I highly recommend it. But I, what I like to say is make yourself dangerous enough so that you are able to at least look at the stats inside of ads manager and know what they mean to, you know, to an extent, you don't have to be an expert or anything like that, but just know enough so that if you do hire somebody, you're kind of talking the same language and you're able to kind of protect yourself in that way. Now, the biggest mistake I see people make when it comes to, if they're just starting out, number one is they don't understand that this is a process, meaning they try some ads they're like, oh, it's, they didn't work. Facebook ads don't work. <laughs> I'm giving up. You know, this is a process. <laughs> You've got to be patient with it. And you got to be willing to test, you know, different things to, to see what works. Now, with that, the other big mistake I see people make is that they don't go into it with a goal, right? They're like, well, I want to run Facebook ads for my business. I want to start getting, mm-hmm. you know, I want to start getting leads or whatever. And they don't understand their own, you know, customer journey because it's like if you don't have if you don't have a funnel in place or if you don't understand what your customer journey is and i say funnel f- funnel you can be you know, strategy like how do i turn somebody who doesn't know who i am into a paying customer right and that's is that's if somebody the same thing as if somebody comes to my my website joins my email list and then what do i do with them right do i you know i'm nurturing them i you know then i make them an offer whatever that might be it's the same thing with facebook ads is like okay, how do I get them to become a paying customer? What do those steps look like? So for example, okay, I'm going to do a webinar, whatever. 
And so I want to get people, I want to use Facebook ads to start building my email list, get people registered for my webinar because I'm going to sell my program or product or service from the webinar. And then ultimately, ultimately that's what I want to do to get, to get sales. Well, you can use Facebook ads to do that. What most people do is they don't go into Facebook ads having a clear understanding of what their goal is. And you have to start there because as you set up your Facebook ads, it's asking you what you want to accomplish with your, with your ads. You know, do you want to get conversions? Do you want to get uh, traffic? Do you want to drive messages for your Facebook messenger? All, that's, all the different types of stuff. People don't start with that goal in mind. And would you say, are there different, and I guess what I'm trying to ask, conversion, those different questions that they ask you, do those cost differently? Uh, they, well, I mean, they, as far as like, is one cost more than another? Yeah. Well, if you're looking for conversions, yeah, that's probably going to cost you a little bit, a little bit more because, so I don't want to get too technical because I can go down a rabbit hole here, but when you, <laughs> when you understand what your goal is, let's just say, okay, I do want to get conversions. I want to get people to register for this training or whatever. So what you're telling Facebook right at the at the first step in the whole process is to choose what Facebook calls its objective. Like what, what objective do you want to use for your campaign? And so for this, for this example here, it would be conversions. So we're telling Facebook, again, high level here in a nutshell, we're telling Facebook's algorithm, which is the technology that runs in the background of your Facebook ads. You're telling Facebook, Facebook, show my ad to as many people in my target audience that I'm going to set up who are most likely to convert, meaning they're going to click on the ad, go to my landing page, and actually land our, our, our um, opt-in or register. And it, it, Facebook has all this data. Uh, it, it's the user behavior. Again, it doesn't know that Julie Solomon does this on Facebook, right? It just knows its users and the types of actions that they're taking. And so they're able to use this data to, to be able to create opportunities for advertisers to, um, to accomplish what they're looking for, like here. So again, going back to Facebook creates these... Um, buckets of profiles, if you will. Again, this is very high level. But if I say, okay, I want people to convert on my registration page, meaning I want people to go to my registration page, enter their information, and land on my thank you page. Well, you can tell Facebook, I want more of those types of people. So because Facebook knows the actions that people take on Facebook, it can show the ad to people within your target audience who are most likely to take that action. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I think that you just explained so simply something that is so technical and so layered and so complex. So thank you for that. Yeah, for um, sure. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. 
You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. The other thing that's coming up for me, and I get this question a lot, and I would love your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of listeners that are like, but Julie, I'm, I'm just a blogger and I make money through my affiliate income and I make yep. money through brand deals. So yep. I don't have an actual product or service that I want to sell. So how mm-hmm. could Facebook ads actually help me? Yes. Yes. I love this question because, so this is another one of those things where it helps to know what, okay, what is my, what's my goal? What's the objective I'm trying to achieve here? So for this, like, you know, let's just take this hypothetical person. Uh, Joe is looking to do this. He's got a blog and he's got, he, he's wants to, the more traffic he gets, right. He's the more, the more affiliate revenue he's going to be making. Right. And the more brand deals and brand deals. Right. So you can leverage Facebook ads to put your brand, your articles, for example, in front of your exact target audience and simply drive people, click on the ad, go to your, uh, go to, go to your um, articles on your, on, your, on your website, you're driving traffic that way. And so it basically comes down to a numbers game, right? So you'd say, okay, I want to spend whatever, $10 a day, and I'm getting you know, five, clicks, five, five clicks a day, something like that, over to, my, over to my landing page. I'm just throwing these numbers out. Or 20 clicks a day. You can leverage Facebook ads to drive traffic of your exact target audience who you're trying to attract for your type of, uh, of blog and business over to your articles. That way it's going to, you can, you can look at that and say, okay, you know what? I'm spending X amount of dollars a day. I'm driving this much traffic and this is what my affiliate revenue and brand deals are doing as a result. Mm, that's great. That's so good. And I hope that everyone... And going, sorry, going back to what we're, what we're just talking about as far as telling Facebook what we want in the right. first example I used was conversions. Well, in this case here, you choose traffic. And so meaning mm-hmm. I'm telling Facebook, I want, I want people from a traffic perspective, I want people to click on my ad and then you can tell it to, again, I don't want to go get too technical, 
but to optimize for landing page views. Meaning, I want people to click on the ad and actually land on my page. I don't want people just to click on the, click on the ad because I don't know if they actually land on the page. I can tell Facebook, Facebook, show my ad to as many people within the target audience who are most likely to click on the ad and now land on my landing page. In this case here, it'd be like a blog post. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that too, because a lot of times I'll hear people in my audience be like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to have the ad just go back to my Facebook page. Mm. And no. I'm like, right, right, yeah. So, so share, share with us why that shouldn't be the goal. Well, it, it, it used to be right. Like we were I just talking about like nine years ago when I first started out. Well, very early on, one of the things that was a smart strategy was Facebook has, you know, and they still do to an extent, they have like tabs, right? And so you could have an internal landing page within your Facebook page. So you could drive traffic to, to that. Well, that's really not real. I mean, yeah, you can do it. You can still, but I actually don't know anybody doing that. Uh, anymore. And it's been years since that's a strategy that we've done. You want to, you want to get people, you don't own Facebook, right? We don't own our, our Facebook pages or anything like that. We want to get people from Facebook over to our world, if you will, over to our website, over to our email list. We want to be leveraging Facebook, leveraging the massive audience, the ability to get in front of our target audience and get them as quickly as we possibly can and as cost effectively as we can into our world. And I say on our world again, onto our email list, to our website, um, so that they're they're viewing the content. You know, the other thing, and, and again, Julie, I don't know how, how how deep and technical we want to go on this, but you know, we've heard everybody's heard, most people have heard, you know, the Facebook pixel. Yes. And it, it makes people like, you know, their eyes glaze over and <laughs> start talking about pixel pixel. But what you can do as well. Is so that example that you just mentioned there, as far as all right, I'm getting affiliate revenue and brand deals. I have these articles on my page, this, these posts on my page talking about specific topics. Well, what you can do is you can drive traffic there, and then also using the Facebook Pixel, you can build what what we call custom audiences or retargeting audiences of people who are visiting those specific pages. So let's just say that I have you know a series of blog posts that are all about the same topic. And are being you know a different aspect of a topic, and you know I'm making affiliate revenue for for the amount of traffic that are, that's coming to each one of those pages. Well, I could send traffic to, for example, one of those pages, build those retargeting audiences, and then turn around and use that audience to show um, ads to about the other articles that I have that are related to that one I just shared. That way, I'm le again, I'm leveraging the Facebook platform here to drive more traffic and more revenue and building these audiences of people who are showing interest and in clicking over to specific pieces of content on my website. Does that mm, make sense? That it makes total sense. And, and I think it's just a great reminder of why would you pay Facebook to then drive traffic back to Facebook? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get them or, or Instagram, you know, because it's, it's the same, you know, they own. Yeah, Instagram. exactly. Get them over to your world as quickly as possible. And, and you know, for, for much of your audience here, when we're talking about influence and talking about branding deals and growing the brand and, and the content that, that, that they have, leverage Facebook to be able to, you know, we mentioned it from the very get-go here, it's a massive audience and the ability to target. I mean, the targeting capabilities are sick. I mean, they're awesome. So leverage that to get in front of your target audience and get them over to 
you know, whatever that you want to, uh, to promote and get more people and more eyeballs on. It makes total sense. Um, I want to ask you a question about the algorithm, but it kind of comes from more of, a, of an organic traffic perspective, but mm-hmm. I would love your take on it. So a lot of times my audience, they feel like the algorithm is out to get them, right? That it's, it's this scary monster that's yeah. burning their house down and that the in- Instagram is literally, I mean, I have, I have people in my community that say, I know for a fact that Instagram is keeping, it's hiding my posts from mm-hmm. my followers. Yeah. Like I, and, and I'm like a fact, like you, you absolutely know that's true. Well, they're not seeing them. And so I'm like, well, that's not really a fact, but okay. Like, let's just, let's just keep going down this, down this conversation. Yeah. And they will spend hours and hours and days and time and energy trying to do all of these things to quote unquote, beat the algorithm, you know, yeah. loop giveaways, yeah. follow for follow, um, posting different times of the day to the point that they're just exacerbating all of their time and energy on focusing on, on that, which they can't control instead of yeah. actually like growing and running their business. I would love to get your perspective on the algorithm in general and what your take is on, on content being seen or not being seen seen or followers, you know, engaging, not engaging and, and how that all works from your perspective. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I want to echo 1000% what you just said. And it's just like, you can't control this stuff, right? You like, if, if the algorithm, if your business is based on the algorithm, you have a fundamental flaw of your business. You have to be controlling the things that you can control, right? Do we want to leverage these platforms, Facebook and Instagram? to the best of our ability? Yes, of course we do. But we have zero control over the algorithm. If they're, you know, if they're hiding your post for whatever, you know, like if that's actually happening, okay, they're doing that. Like we're playing in their sandbox, right? And we're not paying to play on Instagram, for example. That's it's a platform that we're able to use for free. We have to play by their rules. So just my I mean that's my take on the algorithm. Like if if your business is based on the fundamental principles of I'm I'm at the whim of whatever algorithm it is for the platform that I'm using. There's a there's a, a there's a flaw in your business model, mm. and and you know I feel like I can say that with you, your audience because you're totally. very straightforward like that, you know, which I love. That's just the reality of it. It's it's do the best that you can with what you're being given on the platforms, and then leverage it from an ads perspective. And and of course, I'm going to go there because, you know, that's, that's the, you know, that's my background. And that's what I, that's what I do with this stuff. Leverage it from that perspective. You don't have to spend a lot of money, but from an organic standpoint, do the best that you can work within the parameters that you're given. And if stuff's happening that you're not liking because of it, you got you got to roll with it. Right. And, and don't build your business fundamentals on the foundation, I should say on uh, on, on the whim of the algorithm. Cause if you do, you got a year of a major flaw. Mm. And I mean, I totally agree. And I think that Facebook, my opinion, it's not a fact, but my opinion is that, you know, Facebook is a business and they're starting to position it in a way that it's like, if you want to beat the algorithm, you got to pay for it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the whole, I, I, I like the, how you say beat the algorithm and cause you mentioned like pay for, you know, follow, you know, follow back and all that stuff like that. If you're gaming the system or if you're trying to game the system, you're going to lose, right? Focus on, again, I, I sound like I'm echoing what you said and, and sounding like a broken record, but just focus on the things that you can control and 
look, if, if we, if Facebook showed all of the, I don't have the stats in front of me, but if Facebook showed all of the content in your newsfeed without any kind of filter, that would be a disaster. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's same thing, same thing in Instagram, right? It's like, it would be a disaster. So they're, 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 they're doing, and I'm not defending them, right? Like I have zero affiliation with, with, with Facebook or Instagram. They're doing it though, so that they're trying to show you the type of content that you are telling the algorithm, both the, both the algorithm on Facebook and Instagram, the type of content that you like, right? And they're trying to show you more of that because without these, any kind of filters, like it would just be a, like, it, it, there'd be so much stuff in your newsfeed that you just would miss so much, you know what I mean? And, and I think you'd, you'd miss way more than what we, what we think we're missing right now. Mm, so true. And I, I just, a, a reminder is that like what you just said is the algorithm is showing people what they want to see. So yep. if, if your follower isn't seeing your content, it's because the algorithm knows that your follower doesn't want to see it. Yeah, exactly. And Facebook, you know, especially from an advertising perspective, but you know, it goes for organic as well. These platforms, the Facebook and Instagram, they want to provide the best user experience possible. And so because they know that its customers are not its advertisers, its customers, if you will, are its user base, because without the users, there's no advertisers. And so they want you providing the best user experience possible. They want you adding value. You know, there's all this talk right now about, you know, um, from, from an ads perspective, the more social proof you can have on your ad, the better. Meaning social proof, meaning like likes, comments, shares, that sort of thing. And this is nothing new. Like this has been, like this has been the case for like a year and a half now, where again, it's, are you providing content whether from an ads perspective or organically, that people want to see, that people find value in, that they want to share with other people. And the more that you're able to do that, then the algorithm will learn that and your content will be seen by more people because the algorithm is seeing, oh, you know what? This post right here, a lot of people are sharing it. There are a lot of people are commenting on it. They're finding a lot of value. So that post is going to get shown to more people because it's being seen as being more valuable. Mm, yep. Let's just let that sink in, everybody. Um, so you had mentioned um, earlier about video content. And I want to kind of talk about Facebook, Instagram, yeah. and favorable content, if you will. If um, someone is just starting out and they're wanting to try to get the biggest return on ad spend, the biggest bang for their buck with mm -hmm. Facebook ads, yep. would you say that doing um, you know, video content um, would be the way to go? I, I would. And the reason for that is because Facebook, the uh, Facebook video does get a little higher weight, if you will, talking about the, from an algorithm perspective, does get a little bit higher weight uh, in the newsfeed. Okay. Now Facebook live even, even better because now you're using Facebook's tool, if you will, to create video. And the real trend has been, you know, shorter, shorter videos. Uh, now, everyone always asks me like, well, how long should my video be? And the answer I, I give and the, the, the best answer I think possible for this is someone, something that no, no one likes. The video needs to be as long as it needs to be to get whatever point across that you're trying to do. Mm. Like if you're, if you're teaching a class, right, let's not, you're not going to teach a class in 30 seconds. Um, it, you know, it, the length depends. Now, with that said, 
we do need to understand user behavior. Like if, you know, if for, for on Instagram, for example, we know that in the feed, the, 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 the max time on a video is 60 seconds, right? So, okay, 60 second video. On Facebook, you can go much longer than that. Now, with that said, how are, face, how are people, you know, using Facebook or Instagram? They're in line at Starbucks, for example, and they're flipping through their feed. And so if a video catches their eye, their, their attention span or what they're doing is not going to allow them a whole lot of you know, time on that. So try and shoot for shorter videos, um, you know, something like 60 seconds or under to get your point across. And, you know, and when you're building influence and you're building, um, you're building a brand, you can leverage video very quickly. Obviously, uh, you, know, you know, I talk about this a lot, Julie. You can leverage video in order to do this. And from a, an Instagram and Facebook perspective, you can build, going back to those retargeting audiences, you can build audiences of people based on how long they're watching your video. And so if you have a 60 second video, let's just say, and the, uh, you, have, you have people watching you know, 95% of your video, well, that's a pretty darn engaged person, right? They've just spent almost a minute watching your entire video. Then if you can build an audience of those people, those most engaged people, and then again, retarget them with some sort of you know, next step in your customer journey, if you will, they're more apt to take that next action. That's going to be a very engaged audience. So, you know, we call it the like warm audiences, people who have um, engaged with your content. So video, yes. And then in addition, take it a step further and make sure that you're building those engagement audiences of people based on how long they watch your video so that you can take advantage of them, um, take advantage of the audiences accordingly. Mm. Awesome. Thank you for that tip. Um, so diving more into this, if, if someone's wanting to dip their toes um, and just, you know, um, learn a, a little bit more education on Facebook ads, maybe they're not ready to invest in an ads manager, but yeah. they're wanting to kind of see like how far they can take it on their own. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tools or resources um, that you offer to be able to uh, support them in that? That, uh, I, that I offer? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, if, if, since they're, since they're podcast listeners, the art of paid traffic is, is my, is my show and we cover, you know, it's, it's very much a, um, I do a lot of how to stuff talking about the different opportunities, but also I share case studies of people who are doing it right. And we talk about how they're doing it. And so I love to, I love to lead sort of with inspiration from that from the context of, you know what, so-and-so is doing it. They, they started off not really knowing what they're doing, but now look at, look at what they did. And we kind of break down what they, what they did and how they, um, how they did that. Um, so that's a great place to start. It's free content. You, you know, I do two episodes a week. And then uh, I also have a foundations program, which is, you know, your, your basic Facebook ad. So this is for, you know, how to create a winning Facebook ad campaign, you know, without the overwhelm and intimidation that goes along with from for so many people. So, you know, it's for those people, like you just mentioned, for people who are just starting out, they've never done Facebook ads before, or maybe they've done some ads and they didn't get the results they were looking for. So those are two primary resources that for the people that you're talking about here would be good. Mm, okay. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, okay. Before we wrap this up, um, I want to ask you, what does influence mean to you? Such a great question. Um, you know, and you and I talked about this on my show, right? We did. Yes, we did. We, we talked about it. And I loved your, I loved your answer. I loved your answer when we talked about it because it wasn't what I expected. 
And I do think about this a lot because, you know, it's part of in the whole framework of what I teach. And I, I started the conversation about, you know, yes, I teach Facebook ads, but it's so much more than Facebook ads, right? It's understanding where they fit into your overall, your overarching business, right? And influence is one of the things that, um, that I teach and talk about from the perspective of this has got to be in the base part, foundational part of your, of your business, because you have to build the trust. You have to build a relationship with people so that they want to learn from you, that they want to get the value from you, um, and they can connect with you, right? So, so influence to me really is being genuine to yourself um, and to the community and, and people that you're serving from an authentic standpoint. So if, when you show up as yourself and not somebody, you're not trying to be somebody else, um, I think that's really where you're just genuine, right? You're just being yourself and you're showing up and you're transparent and you're authentic and, and those things. When you show up in that way in an effort to add value and to help people, that's really where I think influence comes in. And when you can do that from the perspective of, of, you know, I'm not out to, to get anything. I want to, I'm, I'm truly here to serve. And I know that sounds so cliche and everything like that, but that's really how I think about it is if you are showing up in that way, leading from a place of service, leading from a place of, I want to help these people live better lives in whatever way that I'm doing that, then you're building influence and you're building it the right way. And that's continuing to evolve uh, as you go along. It's not just a one-time thing. Mm, love that. Thank you for sharing your perspective. Where can people, I know that you mentioned the podcast earlier, yep. so that's definitely a great spot. Um, where else can people find you, learn more about you, follow you, all of that good jazz? Yeah. Uh, Instagram at Rick Mulready. So it's R-I-C-K-M-U-L-R-E-A-D-Y. And then uh, the podcast and then uh, my website, rickmulready.com. Thank you so much for uh, for asking. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and simplifying the oddity that is Facebook ads <laughs> and algorithms <laughs> and all of that stuff. Um, I so appreciate it. Um, I know that so many of our listeners are going to find this extremely beneficial and just um, more consumable. So yeah. I hope that it encourages those to, to kind of step in and, and not be so afraid. Awesome. Yeah, it, it is. I understand that it's intimidating, but that's, I, I don't know where this whole, you know, I, I do pride myself on being able to take these complex concepts and kind of break them down. I don't really know where that came about over the years, but I do enjoy doing that. So hopefully this has been helpful from kind of simplifying things and, you know, now go take action, right? Go implement, test some things out and uh, get after it. Perfect. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Julie. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right. I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Next time on the Influencer Podcast. For us within the company, we very rarely discount anything and we try and have this um, kind of philosophy of adding more value as opposed to taking it away. And I think sometimes when you discount, you can take away some of the value. So we, we discounted the price a little if you pay up front as they should. And then what we did was offered a free bangle. So we had these amazing limited edition bus bay bangles. And so for anyone that would sign up annually, they would get this bangle. And then every month we do a different type of promotion for people. So it could be an Instagram post you'll get for free. In my